When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. And Alicia, I think we have an abundance of those in this episode. Welcome and thank you for joining us. My name is Stacy. Hey, friends, we are traveling back to the land of the Real Housewives ah. this week as we're beginning to close down season 18 this weekend. And you're right, we have an abundance of bad relationships in this episode. It was too good not to talk about as we're sizzling into summertime, happy summer solstice or winter solstice if you're down under the southern equator, I mean, the the southern southern equator. Yes. Not not the middle one. (laughs) (laughs) To our friends south of the equator, happy winter solstice. We're going to move from the love boat, the really feel-good story. It really was. Of last weekend to perhaps, maybe, perhaps the most hated real housewife of Orange County. Her name is Kelly Dodd. Little Miss can't be wrong. I don't know that I've heard of her, so this is exciting. Thank you, Stacey. Maybe you don't know anything about her. I promise you're going to want to stick around because (laughs) where we have been maybe light to moderate trash just as some palate cleansers. Mm -hmm. This is not that. Okay. Fantastic. So for four seasons, in a little bit of an intro here, Kelly Dodd kept the drama and the fights going strong on The Real Housewives of Orange County. Kelly's behavior has been described as shameless, cruel, outspoken, offensive, and that's just the tip of the iceberg on some of those adjectives. And that's just the show. (laughs) That's just what's on the show, not her real-life behavior. And, you know, the behaviors that we would not want in our friends, right, occasionally make for good TV, especially in the Real Housewives franchise. Kelly Dodd did her job. She kept viewers tuning in week after week and was a standout in the category of a person that fans love to hate. You got to have one of those. Yep. In a reality television world that boasts about controversies and scandals, Kelly Dodd really does rise above the pack. It was not just the other ladies on the show that Kelly beefed with. In 2019, Kelly was even banned from her daughter's school after she gets into a fight with another mom. That takes some work. Wow. Yeah, Kelly Dodd definitely goes down in the Real Housewives history books. And in addition to the many troubled relationships she had with her fellow cast members, oh, Kelly Dodd also went through a very public divorce while on the show. We love that. And as many reality television divorces do, it gets pretty ugly, Hmm. involving a lot of accusations. Hmm. This one even involves a restraining order Hmm. against Kelly Dodd. Oh, wow. Kelly is actually currently on her third marriage, but it is the end of her marriage to Michael Dodd that is going to be the main focus of this episode, but we're going to get through it all. 
In order to do that, Stacy, what have we got to do? I bet we need to go, go, go. Okay, let me set you up for success here. Let's begin with a little bit about Kelly's life before the Real Housewives of Orange County. Kelly Meza was born September 26, 1975 in Arizona. This would make her a Libra gal. She is Latina and her parents' families are from Mexico. Kelly will attend Arizona State University where she meets her first husband, Scott Silva. Scott Silva had just finished his law degree. And it is in 2001 that Kelly and Scott Silva marry after dating for a few years. Huzzah! Mm-hmm. Mazel! The couple remains in Arizona where Scott practices law and Kelly yeah. works in advertising. That's awesome. End of story. We're done. Not I even mean, trashy. short and sweet. Friends, have a great week. Kidding. Huh. It doesn't take long, however, for Kelly to grow restless and realize her life with Scott was just not going to be enough for her. So, Scott and Kelly split after three years of marriage. And kind of like, not that divorce isn't hard and everything, but easy peasy here. The couple does not have any kids. They divorce in 2004. Kelly rarely even mentions this starter marriage. I was going to say, it sounds like a classic starter marriage situation. Neither party receives spousal support. There are no children to contend with. Like Go the divorce happens ways. quick. Mm-hmm. Like whatever. One and done. Let's move along. So Kelly, now a single girl, marriage number one behind her. It is shortly after her divorce from Scott Silva that Kelly takes a little trip, you know, a little girl's trip to New York City to visit some friends And it's during this trip that she meets Michael Dodd. She's out with her friends at Tao one night. And whoa, baby. Kelly says, we hit it off right away about Michael Dodd. It was immediate chemistry, immediate love right away. Gonna keep my feelings about it was immediate love right away to myself. And continue on to tell you about, oh, Kelly, she and Michael fall quickly in love and the 16-year age difference doesn't seem to bother either of them. Hmm. They move in together and decide pretty quick that we were meant to be and we should get married. And since Michael and Kelly had both previously been married, they're like, "Mm, we're not going to have a big wedding. We're just going to go to Las Vegas. Easy peasy. We go to Las Vegas. They tie the knot in 2006. Their daughter is born that same year. Okay. Spontaneous. So spontaneous. Michael Dodd, kind of a big deal. He becomes the chief operating officer of LeapFrog. I don't know if you remember LeapFrog. It's a children's educational and entertainment electronics company. Yeah, this rings a bell, yeah. Well, Michael gets the COO job. Fantastic for him. This will cause the family, Michael, Kelly, daughter, to relocate to San Francisco taking us to 2011, where the family relocates and moves to Newport Beach, California, where Kelly works as a media consultant for the Orange County Register. However, by 2012, all is not well in the Dodd marriage. In 2012, they separate. Kelly says that she wants to initially divorce Michael because he was, to her words, very controlling. 
Kelly will tell the Daily Dish, there's lots of reasons, but that was one of them. And I don't like somebody being a control freak. I'm a control freak enough. I don't need someone else telling me what to do. So the six years on, right? Six years into their marriage, they're Six they're years, yeah. Okay. Six years separated. And this was no trial separation. Kelly files for divorce and dates other folks at this time actually becoming engaged to someone else. Kelly's got a lot going on. Mm -hmm. This relationship and her engagement to this guy named Jeff Caldwell was tumultuous, and this one even becomes violent. Jeff Caldwell is arrested for assaulting Kelly, but it gets a little bit more complicated than just that because at one point Jeff's ex-wife filed a restraining order against Kelly Dodd. Wow. A lot to unpack here. So during the first incidents of domestic violence, it was actually Kelly and Jeff's housekeeper that called the police. Jeff was arrested and taken to jail. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff's ex-wife posted his $50,000 bail. Kelly Dodd was granted a protective order against Jeff, but it was terminated after six months. Okay, so the subject of our story Kelly Dodd gets a restraining order against her fiancé. Correct. Okay. But she's not divorced yet for Michael Dodd. Okay. And her fiancé's ex-wife is coming to the rescue a lot. Okay. This is just, this messy. Yeah, messy. Messy pie full of trash candy. Gotcha. Trash candy, messy, messy pie. Sure, sure. So as often happens, Jeff, Kelly's fiancé, even though she's still married to Michael, mm -hmm. Jeff convinces Kelly to forgive him and take him back. And Kelly has a good relationship with Jeff's son, who was in middle school at the time. But when Jeff hit Kelly a second time, oh wow, Kelly moves out and won't talk to him anymore. Now, what happens here gets tricky, because this is more than just two people in the relationship, because Jeff and his ex-wife Dana will not stop texting or calling Kelly. To what end? <sighs> Kelly says she reached out to the son who she does have a good relationship with, to be like, hey, kid, could you please tell your parents to stop contacting me? And that's when Dana, Jeff's ex-wife, tries to get a restraining order against Kelly, claiming that Kelly is a danger to the son. Right, approaching the children. Okay. Dana, ex-wife of Jeff, who apparently hasn't done a great job moving on, apparently, also claims that Kelly was harassing her through texts. Dana Caldwell writes in her court filing, quote, Within the last two years, Kelly Dodd on numerous occasions has sent emails and texts to me, which are derogatory in nature, inflammatory, and harassing. She attempts to conceal her identity by sending such messages from the phone of Jeff. She has also sent inappropriate messages from his iPad, concealing that it is her. The judge gets all of this and denies Dana's request and the case dismissed. But this would not be the only time Kelly Dodd would have requests for restraining orders against her. It is during <sighs> Kelly's relationship <laughs> with Jeff Caldwell that Kelly is first approached by the producers of Real Housewives mm. of Orange County. Kelly even... We're looking at this mess and we're like, that's good television. Great oh television. My God. Kelly actually even had the contract, but 
since Kelly and Michael were getting divorced, Michael refuses to allow their daughter to be filmed on the show, which caused Real Housewives of Orange County to choose a different woman to join the cast who could show all aspects of her life for reality television. Sure. Kelly was disappointed, but, you know, understands that the franchise prefers to cast women who can show more than one side of themselves looking for something multi-dimensional. Yeah, that's that's what the show's about. <laughs> Sorry, well, on. certainly watching a woman in her role as a mother and caregiver, right, often gives more complexity and dimension to how the cast member is perceived by audiences. Good Lord. Okay, so Kelly Dodd, with her engagement to Jeff Caldwell permanently off, Kelly needs a place to live because she's been living with Jeff in his home. And Michael Dodd, her estranged husband, is like, Hey, Kelly, I have a great idea. Why don't you just move back in to our home? I know you're making a face. I'm making a face. Trash uh, pandas cannot great, hear your face. Great idea or terrible idea. You be the judge. Kelly is like, okay, that sounds good. I need a place to stay. So Kelly moves back in and finds that, surprisingly enough, she enjoys having her family back together. And she really enjoys not having to share custody of their daughter. And so Kelly and Michael Dodd are officially back together. Neither one of them signed divorce papers. And because of all of this, this is not only Kelly's second chance at her marriage, but it soon gives her a second chance at being a real housewife of Orange County. Sure. And that is where we are going to take a quick break, hear from some sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to get Kelly to becoming a real housewife. Dun-dun. Exciting times. (laughs) We'll see you on the flip. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Oh, second chances in life. Oh, Oh, gosh. goodness. Kelly is approached again by the producers of Real Housewives of Orange County. And Kelly wants to take on the opportunity and Michael wants to make her happy. So Michael agrees to appear on the show 
and also allow their daughter to be on the show, too. Great parenting decisions here. In June 2016, when season 11 of RHOC premieres, fans get their first experience with Kelly Dodd, and the show will never be the same again. Oftentimes, it's thought that new housewives get a little bit of a honeymoon phase when joining the franchise. Sure. The first season for most new housewives go pretty smoothly. They kind of stay back. They don't tend to jump in the controversy. Yeah, getting to getting to know everybody, figuring out where you fit in, how you fit in. Sure. And experienced cast members who've been down this block through this rodeo a time or two kind of take it easy on the new guy, on the FNG, right? This was not the case <laughs> for Kelly Dodd. Kelly feels she doesn't really need any time to uh, warm up or feel comfortable when it comes to stirring the proverbial poop pot. Kelly just hops right just in. just dives right mm-hmm. in with her and, little stirrer. Yep. And paddle. Oh, oh, yeah. Paddle. paddle. Oh, big paddle. Big paddle, big canoe, mm-hmm. big poop pot. So in season 11, there was an infamous 1970s costume party, which should be pretty fun. Feeling groovy. It's the 70s. Fellow cast member Sharon Beter throws this 1970s theme party for the group. And when tensions rise between Kelly and Shannon, the hostess, Kelly starts off by calling, you know, the hostess of the party, Mrs. Roper. Mrs. Roper, the downstairs wife from Three's Company, who was always in the Moo Moo's great fashion sense, Mrs. Roper. She is sort of my idol. Wow. Okay, so but that was certainly not uh, viewed as a compliment. No, by, Kelly's okay. intention was to make fun of Shannon's costume, mm-hmm. and that's not enough because Mrs. Roper, quite frankly, rules. So then Kelly goes one step further and just tells Shannon that she's ugly. So, so a real gentle slide in to sure. her to her new Mrs. Roper. That wasn't good enough. So now Shannon's ugly. So please insult the hostess. It's not very good manners. But the real zinger. Zing Zing comes up when Kelly brings up Shannon's now ex-husband's infidelities, saying to him, no wonder you cheated on your wife. Mm-hmm. This person sounds lovely. There's a reason why Kelly Dodd's on trashy divorces, babe. Shannon, what do you do? Just trying to have a happy, feeling groovy party. Throwing a party. Shannon shot back by attempting to ambush Kelly by accusing her of having an affair. Sharon does appear to be a little rattled when Kelly doesn't have much reaction to her accusation. Kelly explains later, Everybody knows about Michael and me. We're an open book. I never had an affair. I was legally separated from Michael. I was engaged. And when you're engaged and you're legally separated, that doesn't constitute you as being a cheater. Get your facts straight. If Shannon wants to play, you've got another thing coming, girl. It's the girl, really, that emphasizes Uh, it there. All of this sounds totally normal and not at all weird. Okay. No. So, and also, no, it's terrible. So that's just, you know, like first episode, right? In Kelly's initial season, Kelly will hit a different castmate, Tamara Judge, below the belt, too. Oh, so not physically. Not physically, but, you know, words hurt, too. Sticks and stones and all that. Yeah. The cast goes on a trip to Ireland, which... Seems like a terrible idea. And Kelly and Tamara get into an argument. And here Kelly's just ruthless. She says to the group about Tamara, 
No wonder her daughter doesn't talk to her. Whoa. Now, just to fill you in, Tamara's difficult relationship with her daughter has long been a painful subject for Mm -hmm. Tamara. And Kelly knows that this would be the most hurtful thing she could say to her fellow cast member. And that's just a few examples from Kelly's first season number one. Oh, still just, okay, one. Yeah, she's on a total of four seasons. But (laughs) it's not just the ladies of the cast that Kelly is having issues with. Because once again, Kelly has decided that she would like to divorce her husband. Oh, God. Okay. Making a splash. Let's get to the divorce from Michael Dodd. So September 2017. Now Kelly and Michael have been married 11 years, separated for some of those. Radar Online in September 2017 reports that the police had visited the Dodd home in July 2017 in response to keep the peace calls. Now, I just said that like it was very innocuous, but the little bit of factor in some math that I want you to know, the police come six times in a three-day period to their home. That sounds bad. Six times, three days. That sounds very bad. I mean, at this point, you just have donuts and coffee on the ready for when cops show up, right? A few days later, Kelly makes the public announcement that she and Michael were divorcing and fans, are they shocked? No, nobody's really surprised. The couple's tense relationship was featured on the show and they were often shown arguing. Kelly tells the Daily Mail, our marriage is over. I'm out of there. We've had problems for years and I've had enough. I'm done with our marriage. It's just a case where two people can't get along. It's best if we went our separate ways and concentrate on our daughter. She will continue a little bit further. I filed for divorce against Michael in 2012, and we never had any resolution. The case was just sitting there. So I'm going to ask my attorney to file a motion so I can get a bifurcated divorce. I want out of my marriage as soon as possible. We can figure out the financials of our divorce down the road. Stacy, remind everybody what a bifurcated divorce is again. She's basically going to ask the courts, is going to ask the divorce judge to, in effect, make her and Michael legally single, even though the issues of child custody, property, cash, all of that stuff is not yet resolved. Kim so and it, Kanye did that. Yeah, so it, yes. it, it bifurcates, it splits it kind of into two paths, and down path one, she is single, then no longer married, and path two is they're going to spend the next two years arguing over the coffee maker. Fantastic. You know, just get a new coffee maker. Just get a new coffee maker. Y'all, I mean, I know they're expensive, they're pricey, but a hot, warm pot of coffee every morning, you, you, you can't really put a price on it, that. It, it perks the mood. All right. So in the next month, there's a real Housewives of Orange County episode that airs October 2017, but had been filmed several months earlier, all the way back in April. In this one, Kelly compares her marriage to her parents' dysfunctional marriage because it all comes down to Imago. In this episode, Kelly says, My mom got married when she was 18 years old. My dad was 27 and they got pregnant right away and had a horrible, horrible marriage. My mom and dad were married over 30 years and got divorced when I was 25 years old, but they should have split when I was 10. My mom and dad were very Catholic and they wanted a family unit. They didn't want to split us up. Growing up, I watched my parents fight so much that I wished they would get divorced. 
Michael and I, we fight a lot in front of their daughter. I thought keeping the marriage together for our kid would be right for her because I didn't want to see her flip back and forth, but it might be okay for her to have a happy mom and a happy dad. I don't know. Kelly will further expand, talking about her parents' still contentious relationship 20 years after their divorce. I learned it by watching you. Kelly says, 20 years after mom and dad divorced, it's hard to have them both in the same room and I'm afraid my daughter's going to feel the same way about Michael and me. I see a lot of similarities between their marriage and my marriage and it scares me to death that things are repeating themselves. I just don't know what to do. Clearly, Kelly had been giving some serious thought and contemplation to ending her marriage and how the couple's fighting was impacting their daughter. But as the divorce gets ugly and more information tends to spill out, it becomes obvious that there is more to the Dodd marriage than just tension and arguing. You ready? Mm-hmm. It is revealed that in July 2016, Kelly Dodd was arrested and charged with domestic battery for beating up Michael and causing severe injuries to him. Good Lord. After this incident, Michael requested a protective order against Kelly, asking to have, quote, no personal, electronic, telephonic, or written contact. Also, let's go back to the fact that Michael is 16 years older than she is. So he's probably a man moving into his 60s now, yeah? Mm, that's bad. It's bad. Yeah, don't, you can't. Don't, don't beat up I'm your spouse. I'm a little I'm middle age. If I fall... Dude, Mike, Michael's not happy. All About the T.com obtains court documents, which read, Kelly Denise Dodd did willfully and unlawfully inflict corporal injury resulting in a traumatic condition upon Michael Dodd, who was the spouse of the defendant. Kelly is ordered not to come within 100 feet of Michael. Us Weekly reports that Kelly's restraining order was terminated the next year, after Kelly was required to attend 10 in-number Alcoholic Anonymous meetings and six months of therapy. Okay. Now, the cast, members of Kelly, naturally weigh in on the divorce. Of course they do. And although Kelly claims that both she and Michael agreed they should divorce, Vicki Gunvalson had a different version of the story. Vicki's fiancé at the time, this guy's name is Steve Lodge, was friends with Michael and claims that Kelly's version of these events are not accurate. Quote, Steve said that Kelly left him and she said it was 100% mutual between the two of them. They both decided they were going to divorce. Vicky continues, Michael wanted to stay married to her. Kelly was always yelling at him. She didn't like him. Kelly and Michael had a terrible, terribly volatile relationship she did not talk kind to Michael. It was constant. It's not a marriage you want to stay in. Mm -mm. Regardless of the details, it seems like the best thing for this couple to do was to split up. Did things improve after their split was announced? I'm guessing no. No. According to Us Weekly, Kelly said, he wants to come after me. He says, I'm going to expose you. And I'm like, okay, go ahead, expose me. It's already out there. Everything's out there. There's nothing you can say or do that I haven't been exposed about. Kelly later tells Entertainment Tonight what she thinks may have been the missing element in her marriage. I would, like, 
stay off of entertainment tonight, friends, unless yeah. you want to end up on the Coconut Telegraph, which is otherwise known as Trashy Divorces. Yep. Kelly goes on entertainment tonight and says, are you ready? He's socially inept, you know what I mean? He's always made people feel awkward or whatever. I just couldn't go out with him, let loose, and have a good time. So for whatever reason, I've never had a best friend I've been romantically involved in. Looking back, that's what I want for myself. Maybe that's why all my relationships have failed. (sighs) Kelly continues to talk. She just keeps going. (laughs) Sounds like a thing. I mean, it seems like she's had six months of therapy and it really has opened up some stuff. I'm saying maybe not the press in general is the best place to share your therapeutic visions with. Sure. In October 2017, Kelly talks to People Magazine about her ongoing divorce, saying, I just realized my parents' relationship wasn't healthy and mine isn't either. My daughter isn't happy with us. I mean, she's happy that we're divorcing. It's better for her. She's actually really, really happy. I feel bad because Michael's one of my really good friends and... We had a family together. I'm sad. I'm sad I can't call him all the time and be excited about something. I don't have that, the friendship element of it, or someone who has my back. He always has my back, but he's upset with me right now, of course. But he'll get over it. (laughs) This is all over the place. Wow. Little Miss can't be wrong. So, in February 2018, the Dodd divorce was finalized. Huzzah! Huzzah! Kelly tweeted... My divorce is final today, over the moon, happy. So a little bit later, in 2018, November of the year, Kelly Dodd tells Glamour magazine that she was happier now. I was like, wow, I don't have to fight anymore. I don't have to deal with this person anymore. Well, that's not totally accurate. We share custody of our daughter, but I don't have to, like, have sex with him. There you go. She continues, I'm happier. My daughter's happier. She tells all her friends she likes her parents not being married because now her friend's parents are splitting up. So she's giving advice to the other kids. Hey, listen, it's not so bad. It's actually better. It's quiet in the house. There's no tension. I mean, if your kids have a party and they're the Dr. Ruth of their friends. All right. Yeah. It also appears that the couple is co-parenting well together most of the time. Kelly will tell Entertainment Tonight, You know, my daughter always says, Mom, I'm happy that you and Dad are divorced. She's at peace. She has fun with me. It's like she gets one-on-one time with each parent. Our custody is one week on, one week off. So we have, you know, we co-parent very well together. No complaints. It's really good. So, and, you know, we're trying to be friendly with each other and do things with her so she doesn't feel, you know, uncomfortable and doesn't feel insecure. Because if we're cool with each other, she feels good. Listen, there's times where I want to, like, smash Michael or talk bad about him. But ultimately, I have a daughter and I have to think about her. So I really don't want to, you know, disparage Michael in any way in the press or anything like that, even though I want to. (laughs) Wow. So it sounds like they're moving on. In a fairly healthy way. Am I wrong? Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. So things, right? We should be almost at the end. Let's get Kelly wrapped up and finish this. Sounds like. No. It's a little section of the story I like to call. And then Kelly Dodd's family gets involved. Because she's been trash talking her parents' marriage for decades. Is that that what's up? Mm -mm. Hold up. Hold up. Because Michael... 
Kelly's ex-husband is not the only one that is accusing Kelly of violent behavior. Mm. In 2018, Kelly's brother, Eric, leaks a video of their mother, Bobby, saying that Kelly had pushed their mom down a flight of stairs. Well. Eric tells allaboutthetea.com, Kelly begged me and my mom to move into her house when Bravo hired her because our family was part of a package deal. The only reason she got on the show was because Bravo interviewed me and my mom for five hours and they were sold on our unique family dynamic. That's the only reason we lived with her, not because we needed a place to stay. So Bobby, Kelly's mom and Kelly's brother Eric, appear occasionally on season 11 of Real Housewives of Orange County, but then disappeared. Eric explains this by saying, I had to move my mother out of Kelly's home because Kelly was mentally, emotionally, and physically abusing her. The daughter also witnessed the abuse. Eric continues, and I don't know, sometimes your siblings perhaps know you the best. Kelly is Kelly's own biggest fan. She has a strange sense of self-importance and requires constant attention and admiration. She's jealous of others, but at the same time, believes that people are jealous of her. She lacks empathy skills, which is why she doesn't really regret her unhinged outbursts. She's arrogant and always on defense, always ready to fight. I don't know. There are things that maybe you think about your siblings or say about your siblings to other siblings, but I don't mm. know if I'd tell all about the T.com about the psychosis of my sibling. It's a, yeah, it's a choice. So that story sounds horrible. It does. Uh-huh. But Eric Meza goes to Instagram to trash Kelly a little bit more while making himself look good, which calls his credibility into question. On January 22nd, 2018, Eric posts the following. Mom, you try to shield me from a lot of life's ups and downs, shortcomings and challenges, but you could never really shield me from life's setbacks. In fact, nobody could. Still, you've given me such a tremendous example that regardless of how many things and how many people let me down or set me back, I only need to trust in myself and look to you for inspiration and I will make it through. I would never dictate you be verbally abusive, push you downstairs, or anything to harm you in any way. Junior and I have your back, and my dad as well. Hashtag always. Thank you for giving me the gift of perseverance. Happy birthday. There's a bunch of emojis. That's a lot. Does Kelly just let it go? Oh, I'm sure. That seems very in keeping with her. Just let it go. Yeah, no, that's not what Kelly does. Kelly uh, claps back at her brother's accusations. (laughs) With a hammer. (laughs) Kind of. In response, Kelly posts the following. Oh, it's in all caps, by the way, and bold. I just want to make that real clear. I mean, no other unstable people ever do that. Go ahead. My pathetic brother, Eric Meza, has gone too far. He is a backstabbing liar. If you are my friend, you need to block him now. I don't want to be associated with him. If you want to embrace him, then you're not my friend. My cousin Tony and Frank have text messages that Eric was asking for cocaine. He's so full of shit. Wow. Three exclamation points. Everyone will see that all his criminal history from Arizona to California. Frank Ultimo is not a dealer. 
we need to take this evil man down. There's a lot of exclamation points in this. Still all in caps. What he is doing is called defamation of character, and he will be brought down. Elaine Climate got a five-year restraining order on this psycho. He stole from me and the Balboa Bay Club. Oh, and he bit a guy's nose off. Hashtag criminal. Hashtag thieve. <laughs> yeah, this is a little unhinged, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, it's, there's, it seems like people A are... lot of caps, a lot of exclamation points. Yeah, a lot of social media users. And it just stays on social media, right? It doesn't play out on the show. Huh. <laughs> So naturally, the ladies of Orange County want to discuss the allegations of Kelly pushing her mom down the stairs. On the Real Housewives of Orange County after show, Kelly will explain her version of what happened between she and her mom. Both Kelly's mom and brother used to live with her, and during this time, Kelly invited a friend to stay in her mother's room. Okay. And that's mom's room, so Kelly says... My best girlfriend, she's grown up with me. She's like my sister. She brings in another guy who's gay. And my brother Eric calls my mom and says they're staying in your room. And mom goes, I'm paraphrasing this a little, but I just want to make sure it's clear. Mom goes, why are they staying in my room? And Kelly's like, what's the big deal? You've known her your whole life. She's like my sister. My mom's not paid one bill ever. I bought her other house in Arizona. I bought it. Kelly continues, my mother was telling sensitive information to my brother and then causing problems, so I felt a little ganged up on. I think the demise of our relationship was that I spoil her. I feel like I'd do so much for her, but they weren't reciprocating. This is where the stairs rumor became incorporated into the story. She wanted to be mad at me. She wanted to yell at me. She wanted to be in control, so I had it. And there were no stairs. I pushed her out the door. There were no stairs. It was just flat. It was just out the door. Kelly clarifies. I didn't push her downstairs. I just pushed her out the door. Gave her a good shove out into the world, like she did to me all those many years ago. Get out of the nest. Good lord. This is wow. Not uplifting. No, I told you you I was saving it. I, Stacy. You ain't got to lie. I don't lie. <laughs> when weird. I tell you it's trashy, it's trash. It's weird you didn't pull this one out for Mother's Day. This is <laughs> saving wow. this one. Oh yeah. Been saving this one. I'm gonna save the exciting conclusion with more real housewife controversies and Kelly dating again. We're gonna take a quick break and come back for the exciting conclusion of this trash candy pie. Edge of my seat. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, Alicia, bring it home. This is something else. So the fact that Kelly had now divorced Michael Dodd doesn't keep Kelly from causing all kinds of drama on Real Housewives. In addition to the usual insults and shade throwing, Kelly has some real standout moments. Let's talk about them. In season 13, she called fellow cast member Kelly's husband a little bitch, quote unquote. In season 14, she called Vicky a pig, and said she had a gross, funky body. Those are direct quotes. 
In her defense, though, Vicky countered back and called Kelly Dot a gold-digging harlot. So, well, eh. In season 15, she claimed that fellow cast member Bronwyn had lied about being an alcoholic. At the reunion, she said, that's sad for your kids. Your alcoholism was all for a story. I don't know if I'd be appreciate being called a fake alcoholic. That's not great. But then Kelly goes one step further and stirs up controversy when she wore a Drunk Wives Matter hat during the Black Lives Matter protests. Ah, that's okay. Okay, so Kelly's grand finale of comments was made regarding COVID-19 when Kelly claimed the virus was, quote unquote, God's way of thinning the herd. Cool, cool. By season 14, though. Goodness, Kelly revealed she's dating again. She's in a monogamous relationship with a plastic surgeon. His name is Dr. Brian Reagan. Kelly and her castmates, helpfully, I mean, free bennies, I guess, were shown taking advantage of some of Dr. Reagan's cosmetic procedures. (coughs) Okay. Kelly's calling Brian the love of her life and gets really graphic about the details of their intimate relationship, but... As you may have guessed, the bliss does not last for long. Some of their arguments and breakups, plural, were featured on the show. It turns out the pair, Brian and Kelly, break up multiple times during their short relationship before calling it quits for good. The show even features Brian and Kelly getting into a fight in a bar. This ends with Kelly hitting a woman that Kelly thinks is flirting with Brian. It seems like there may be something wrong here. Kelly uh, talks about the two getting married and jokes that, ha all that free cosmetic work from him would make it worth it. Priorities, Kelly. Priorities. Yeah, but yeah. It was not to be, and the couple soon breaks up. Kelly, what's she going to do? Goes to Instagram <sighs> to announce her breakup. Everyone's favorite platform for unhinged rantings. Okay. Dr. Brian out. After implying that Reagan didn't take her side in an argument, Kelly declares the relationship is done. Quote, this is why I'm breaking up with Brian for good. This is the last time. No going back to this a-hole at all. Congrats, Brian. Seems like you dodged a real bullet there. At first, Brian and Kelly had some kind words about each other during their post-breakup time period. but Post-whatnot. That doesn't last long. Kelly will accuse Brian of cheating. Brian counters back and accuses Kelly of cheating. Kelly alleges that Brian Reagan had just used her for publicity, telling People magazine he wanted his business on the show. I was just a means to get there. These are her allegations. She'll continue, and I only realized that after I caught him cheating on me and realized he's been seeing someone else all along. Brian, helpfully, is going to respond to Kelly's allegations by telling Page Six. (laughs) Kelly and I are no longer dating. I completely deny having cheated on her completely. That's not why we're not dating. I simply cannot make her see I'm not there all the time. She's reacting. There are other things that have happened. I'm not going to share it. And that's it. She's trying to spin this, and I completely deny having cheated Because I don't want to be with her anymore. She thinks there has to be another woman. But there's not. It's not. It's just not working. We've been on again, off again. 
My focus is on my son and my career. I regret ever getting involved in reality TV, but this is my life and I'm just going to get back to being a good dad, a good surgeon. I mean, sounds legit, Brian. Yeah, yeah. A source that's reportedly very close to Brian tells all about the T.com that Brian broke up with Kelly when he just couldn't take the emotional and physical abuse anymore. The close source saying he, Dr. Brian, could just not take it anymore and broke it off. Kelly had become violent towards Brian. She would belittle him through verbal, emotional, and physical abuse. She did a complete 180 from the woman he first met. Also, he found out she was cheating and using drugs. By the time the season aired, showing the relationship of Kelly and Brian, you're never going to believe it, mazel! Kelly's actually engaged already to a new man. Woo! She'll talk about her new man on the Real Housewives of Orange County after show, saying, My new guy is perfect. With Brian, he always had something that I didn't like. I broke up with him like 10 times. This guy isn't cheap. He's loyal. He's got a great personality. He's high profile. He's articulate. He is generous with all my friends. He has a house in Boca Raton, New York, and the Hamptons. This guy is fucking amazing. He's the man of my dreams. Do not take your attention off of her for one second or she will hurt you. One second. Do you want to hear who the man of her dreams is? Yes. Kelly marries Fox News correspondent Rick Leventhal. Boy, that's a lot to handle. Kelly meets Rick Leventhal when she's staying with Real Housewife of New York star Ramona Singer. Kelly takes a little vacay in the Hamptons during mm-hmm. the summer of 2019. And sure. Kelly and Rick hit it off right away. They meet in the summer. They're engaged by November 2019. Rick will propose to Kelly on the rooftop of his Manhattan apartment when he presents Kelly with a four-carat diamond ring. Kelly tells People, I'm beyond excited about our future together. Rick is my best friend, my partner in crime. I'm so in love. I can't believe this happened to me. I feel like I just won the lottery. Ramona Singer. Have we talked about Ramona on Trashy Divorces? She and Mario's divorce... I don't know if we have. We're going to have to research that. Yeah. Ramona, if you know anything about her, she's not shy about no. taking credit for introducing yeah. the couple. The, the Ramona Coaster. I feel like we have. Uh, I, I don't Ramona Coaster I sounds familiar. I remember that familiar. was Patreon or main feed, but yeah. Ramona tells Entertainment Tonight, I love Rick and Kelly together. Kelly stayed with me and she'd just broken up with her boyfriend. I'm assuming this is the man yeah, of her dreams that Brian, didn't work out. Bri- yeah, Brian... And I said, come stay with me. She said, are you sure? And I said, of course. I have this huge house. Come, come, come. She stayed with me for eight days. She's younger than me. And I said, I have more energy than her. (laughs) I dragged her from one party to another. And the one party she didn't want to go to because, oh, it's too far. And that's where she met Rick and fell in love. So there you go. Yes, I'm very happy for her. Rick and Kelly marry October the 10th, 2020 at a vineyard in Santa Rosa, California. The guests wore custom face masks that say Rick and Kelly. The couple happily, blissfully surrounded by their close friends and family, but it was a small event as it was still in the middle of the pandemic. Rick has two daughters that were there and Kelly's 13-year-old daughter served as maid of honor. 
Unfortunately, you know it's coming. It doesn't take long for issues with Rick's eldest daughter to cause a little bit of a family rift. Shocker, is she not falling down to worship Kelly Dodd? Well, in May 2022, it made headlines when Rick's daughter, Veronica, did not invite her dad or Kelly to her wedding. The media initially speculated that this was due to problems that Kelly had caused between Rick and his daughter. And the couple, of course, immediately goes to Instagram to clarify this misconception. As you do. Rick writes on Instagram, My issues with my eldest daughter go back years. This is not about Kelly. If and when my daughter is... <laughs> Dad. This oh, is... Dad. Yeah, you've already... You started so... Like, the first sentence should be, I love my daughter so much. No, Rick's going to double down. Are you ready? If and when my daughter is ready to apologize and talk to me, we will work on repairing our relationship. In the meantime, she can live the rest of her life knowing she excluded me and my wife from her wedding. This is on my daughter, not Kelly. Congratulations on never getting to meet your grandchildren, dude. That's exactly right, dude. Uh, He's going to double down Rick Will. He's going to make a statement to page six that goes harder. I just, why? Why? Rick says, my issues with my oldest daughter have been going on for many years. It's unfortunate. It's come to this. I'm not going to detail all that's transpired, but I will say the lines of communication were always open. She chose not to call and we believe didn't invite me and Kelly to her wedding to hurt us. She's a grown woman and will have to live with her decision. We wish her the best. I bet his divorce from her mother was awesome too. So... Do they really wish her the best, do you think? No. Because Kelly doesn't necessarily join her husband in wishing Veronica the best. Kelly will tweet about this situation and call her, oh God, her stepdaughter evil, quote unquote, and a narcissistic spoiled brat. Kelly tweets, who doesn't invite their own dad to their wedding? Everyone knows she's a narcissistic spoiled brat. My daughter and my friends hate her. Rick's friends hate her as well. Always two sides to a story. This is so disgusting. I've been saving this trashy for a minute. This person is completely out of control and has zero business dragging just some normal young woman into... Trying to get married. Doesn't want her stepmom to ruin the day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Who would, who would possibly think they might? I would like a drama free wedding. Good Lord. Okay. Kelly Dodd doubles down in a different tweet. Are you ready? She's been mean to Rick for years talking about the daughter. She got so mad. She demanded he put the Hamptons house in her name. She stole from us and called her grandfather a little bitch and yelled at my daughter and made a scene. There's so much more. It goes on. She couldn't even help her dad move, took everything and left him high and dry. A bunch of woke taker commies paid for NYU and that's just financial. Everyone at Fox is like, what's wrong with her? She's evil. Ask my kid. I would imagine the divorce decree mandated that he pay for NYU. Just going to go out on a limb here. Don't have that information, but most likely Kelly's comments don't help matters between her new husband and his estranged daughter. Is Kelly done? Maybe Uh, she's done with them. Because let me tell you that Michael Dodd, remember husband number two, isn't done. There's a little section of the story I like to call Kelly puts Michael on blast. Kelly puts everyone on blast. Uh, This is just, oof. 
In October of 2020, Kelly started taking to Instagram to pressure her ex-husband Michael into being a better father. In an Instagram video from October 2020, Kelly calls Michael a deadbeat and praises her new husband, Rick. The video includes the following. She addresses her daughter. Daughter, aren't you glad you have a real dad like Rick Leventhal instead of your father, Michael, who you haven't seen in? How long did you see your dad? The video is now deleted. The daughter replies, like five months, to which Kelly adds, yeah, your dad is non-existent, deadbeat Michael Dodd. The following month, November 2020, Kelly starts publicly slamming her ex-husband Michael by sharing text messages and alleging that he was not spending any time with their kid. Remember when Kanye West was doing this sort of thing and we had a whole episode about how out of control this all was? Yeah. Kelly posted a screenshot of a text conversation on Instagram claiming that Michael purposely chose not to see their 14-year-old daughter on an Instagram video, Kelly said, I put Michael on blast because he does nothing with our daughter. He doesn't want to see her. He's been taking me to court. Us Weekly reports on this Instagram story from Kelly. What kind of father doesn't want to spend time with his daughter? Kelly writes on her Instagram story along with a photo of the text exchange. Michael hasn't been with her in six months. Thank God for at Rick Leventhal. Hmm. During the conversation, Kelly asked Michael to pick up their kid from tennis and maybe take her to dinner, which he responded, I can't today. I'm busy. Apparently, even though their divorce was finalized in 2018, there must have been some details that were still undecided because Kelly also said in her Instagram video that she'd been trying to, quote, get all of the loose ends of our divorce finalized. So this is the bifurcation complications. Yep. Kelly continues, he won't sign the papers. He just keeps dragging it out and dragging it out, and he wants me to not blast him anymore. I was going to say, I have a feeling he has asked the judge to make you take his name out of your goddamn mouth. So, if you don't want me to blast you anymore, Kelly continues, just sign the fucking papers, Michael Dodd. Sign the papers and I won't blast you. (laughs) This story is just so complicated because Michael's girlfriend hops into the mix. Laura. Laura gets involved and begins texting Kelly. Us Weekly reports that Laura texts Kelly telling her to take that down, referencing this exchange, and honestly offering some pretty helpful advice. Laura tells Kelly, this all makes you look bad. Way bad. Like, beyond bad. Like, I want to go and delete all of my social media accounts now because I just don't ever want to, like, run into this person's bramble patch. (laughs) Laura text Kelly, like with some real helpful advice here, saying the only thing Michael responded to you is that he can't pick your daughter up. You asked at 10 a.m. the same day. It was my 40th birthday on Friday, and we had plans today. Kelly fires back at Laura, writing, He had plans with your family? Well, isn't my daughter your family? How about this? He skipped 12 weeks of custody over the last few months. Unfortunately, this situation does not appear to be getting any better. In November of 2022, Kelly reveals that she was going to go after full custody of the daughter and posted several explicit text messages that ex-husband Michael had sent her. 
I don't know. This is all bad. This is all bad. Like, don't do this on social media, friends. Yeah. So, so she's posting a text, a, a portion of a text exchange. Yeah. Okay. With her saying, upon posting this, my ex-husband is a real winner. Here is the evidence, capital letters, doesn't care about his own kid. Watch YouTube channel tomorrow and I'll explain everything. The Rick and Kelly show. Tired of his abusive behavior to me and Rick. Going to make this stop. We are not going to be abused anymore. Like by, I don't know, posting her text message? I don't know. Kelly uh, and Rick want to be stars, apparently. So the feuding continues and in a now deleted video... Kelly and Rick talked about how much abuse Kelly's endured for Michael, with Kelly saying, Everyone wants to know why I'm posting this about Michael. I'm sick of this shit. He abused me, and I've never said anything for years. Everyone knows. And Rick, can you tell them? Rick enters the video. Her pulling out the everyone knows thing is, uh, that's a big tell that she's just inventing things, I think. So Rick enters the video at this point saying, I'm a gentleman. I get along with everyone. I've never even had a chance to get along with this guy because he came at me from day one. Kelly chimes back in, revealing that Michael made fun of Rick's large nose. I get it. I have a big nose, but I've never met you and I'm more than my nose. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, it's, it's just ridiculous. Rick continues, and guess what? I've taken great care of your daughter, bro. Great care from day one. I'm looking out for her. I'm not asking for anything but respect and maybe civility, but that doesn't exist with this guy. Kelly adds, on the show I was on, I never said a word because I had class. Now I'm tired of it. I I don't know. I don't think anybody is one to be talking in this particular story, so let's go ahead and just start shutting this down here. I feel traumatized by a little bit having you walk me through all this. All right. So Kelly is no longer a housewife. Weird. Which is great. She goes four seasons, right? But remarkably enough, she's still creating housewives drama. So Kelly claims to have been blindsided when she was not invited back to season 16 of Real Housewives of Orange County. Really? It's weird, right? She's since talked about her firing during many interviews, but soon after learning that Bravo was not going to renew her contract, she and new hubby Rick speak to Jeff Lewis on his Sirius XM show about the situation. Kelly said she asked producers why she was let go and if it was political. She said the response she got was, no, Bravo wanted to take a different direction than you. Rick Leventhal will add his opinion on the topic, saying, There's no one more popular than her. Even if people hate her, they love to hate her. They love to watch her. She was the brightest spark on that show. I have to say, when that phone call came, I was very surprised, because even though she's so controversial, she's still great television. Sounds like these two really have found each other. Yeah. Kelly goes on to say that she has many diehard fans that love her, but... There was, quote, this little group of people that are cancel culture who hate me, unquote. She refers to this group of people as the, quote, unquote, woke broke. Kelly, though, does take some responsibility for the situation as well. 
I'm skeptical. When Jeff Lewis asks her if the decision might have been personal because she had insulted some of the executives, Kelly replies, I did. Listen, ultimately, I got fired because of myself. I'm the one who got myself fired. I was like Howard Stern with WNBC. I had the executives calling me, and Emily's like, who are they? And I'm like, well, they know me. I know them. But I was causing them a lot of grief. I was causing them a lot of trouble. And, you know, I feel sorry about that. I feel bad. But this was not the last that Real Housewives of Orange County would see or hear from Kelly Dodd. Because just in April 2023, two months ago, Kelly was again in the headlines for controversial statements that she makes about former castmate Heather Dubrow. Heather has some kids. One of those kids is a lesbian. The other kid is transgender. And on Kelly's Instagram, Kelly posted a side-by-side of Heather and Dylan Mulvaney with the caption, I realize why Heather's kids are confused. Look at their mom's Adam's apple. Kelly then referred to Heather as a man baby. In a subsequent video, Kelly explained why she's always doing this stuff to Heather, saying it's because she sent two cease and desists on me, and now that she did that, it just makes me want to keep going after her over and over again. I'm not scared. Send me another cease and desist, you man. So, everybody take a breath. We may or may not see Kelly Dodd-Leventhal back on Real Housewives of Orange County at some point, but it is certainly probably true that we will continue to hear about her outrageous behavior. As for her marriage number three, seems like Kelly and Rick are doing great. If you want to catch them, need a little summertime activity, you can tune in to YouTube for Rick and Kelly's Daily Smash, which is their program together. I bet it's like deeply inspirational and uplifting. Oh, the show called Daily Smash? I, I bet. I, I bet it really, really lifts the spirits. So friends, if you are a Real Housewives of Orange County watcher and you were one of those who loved to hate Kelly Dodd, I think you probably felt fulfilled by that episode. If you've never watched Real Housewives of Orange County, I can probably say avoid Kelly's seasons if you don't want the drama because we've wrapped it all up pretty well. Trash cans for this one? Unlimited. And prone to violence. Prone to violence. Good stuff all the way around. Unlimited. It really seems like there's a lot of people who are chiming in on this story and not one single bit of it is good. I mean, I'd say thank you, but I really do feel traumatized by the experience of the last hour or so. Wow. Well, again, we entered. We've done some lighter. Tony Danza, yeah. Gavin McLeod. You I know, know, lovable figures. And I've you been just, waiting on this one. You just you swapped it out. You pulled the rug right out from under me. I did. I did at that. Wow. That's That's just too bad, every single part of that. I think that's it. I think that's trashy divorces for the day. We have gone long. We have gone trashy. We've gone dirty. We are going to be back this Sunday. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> With the closeout of season 18 of this season of trashy divorces. Y'all, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you tuning in, sharing your time with us. Don't forget, patreon.com slash trashy divorces will get you more trash. 
in your world if you want it. If you can even handle it. Until we meet again this Sunday, friends. Keep those hands clean. Keep your hearts trashy, but not like that kind of trashy. (sighs) Big love, everybody. Have a terrific week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.